And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. He's a professional wrestling champion who will only let you hit on his wife if you say you work for NASA and give him a cool pin. It's Dalton Castle. And he's a wrestler and talk show host who's shiny on the outside because shiny is how he feels on the inside. It's RJ City. Tone Zone is here to celebrate the Christmas season by demanding everyone call him jolly old St. Tinsel Pubes. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rose. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the wavy pencil dance again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hello, my little bear claws. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Becky Milner. Yes, I am on Patreon. All sorts of fun stuff. There's rewards. There's bonus episodes of The Friend Zone, my Patreon bonus podcast. There's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. And there's all sorts of other stuff. And if you uh, sign up at the level... Oh my God, I'm already messing up. This is just happening more and more. If you subscribe for an, if you go for an annual subscription, you get two months free. That's a good deal. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello, RJ City. Welcome back. Hello. I like when you mess up those Patreon plugs on purpose because it makes you seem so much more relatable and quirky and real. (laughs) It's really good. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Dalton Castle, welcome. Hello. Welcome. Seriously regretting doing this. (laughs) I know. I like to start off on the wrong foot. So many other people do it. It's like airtight. And I'm like, anyone can do that. How many people can mess up? Right. Yeah. Nobody wanted to watch uh, Evil Knievel complete the jump. They go <laughs> right. for the crash. Exactly. That's why they tune in. Um, yeah, Tony... but you're like the Evil okay. Knievel that goes like, ah, it's too windy, and then they cancel the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have been thinking lately about just my resistance in general to a lot of things. And so I suppose a question I should ask of myself, but that I'm going to force other people to consider is, what am I saying by all the messing up and then drawing attention to the messing up, really, you know? How rude is it to the listeners and to you guys to do that? Like, really? What am I saying? I don't know. Tony, hi. hi. Oh, me already. Hi. I know. This is Can record you timing. Even- and Listen, before Daniel even. Well, got, let's just promoted. address let's just address the fact that normally we record this in the afternoon, but it's 10 a.m. on the east west. Oh boy, oh, she's on the west oh, coast. No. Oh no, I forgot <laughs> she's what. Entirely out of control. I did live in New York for a long time, and my soul is still there. Um, Allison's but... usually down for her afternoon nap by now, so <laughs> this, is, this is a lot asking a lot. That, I would, anyway. I would, yeah. yeah. Well, look, I wake up early and She'd I, already I been get up for like an hour or two hours, and then it's time. <laughs> like a cat. I, knew, 
I need to recharge right now. Allison, the adult toddler, Rosie. I'm pushing through. Um, Yeah, but uh, because of me, we're doing this in the morning, which is not a time that I normally have to think of what time zone I'm in. So anyway, it's 10 a.m., I don't know why I brought that up for a reason. I'm more off my game than normal. Tony, hello. You did Hi. not seem to embrace being called whatever Daniel called you. Tinsel pubes? Yeah, is that what I was uh yeah, I I don't know, it's your thing. You tell <laughs> I just didn't I know, know the secret was out, to, really. I had to write this very very Could you imagine <laughs> being with somebody who has tinsel for pubes? It's just it's a, like sharp thin metal yeah. i was it's thinking dangerous. what is a way to to be in the spirit without you know you can hide it it's like a tattoo that goes only to your wrist tinsel yeah in the now now area. in this scenario is the is are the pubes actually tinsel or is there tinsel in the pubes Think, <laughs> i'm thinking of it as kind of a weave <laughs> okay oh. <laughs> like that hair floss that you yes. just kind of tie in yeah. all right <laughs> So then would he have to like sit in a chair for hours around the holiday season? <laughs> yeah, there's places while he gets go. his pubes flossed yes. with tinsel. I don't You're know for hours. Like never heard I don't of this. know the surface area of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, for longer than you'd think. I mean, like when you flock a tree with tinsel, you just kind of throw it at it whereas what Dalton is talking about is like right. a kind of intricate braiding situation. I think. Maybe you throw your tinsel at your tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. How do you do it? Oh, my do you God. Do you it place piece it. By piece? You got to fill in the areas. You have to make up for yeah. what the tree is lacking oh in its God. fullness. You got to find the bare areas and create a little path there. Right. Or That's you right. could be like you and say, go to hell, Christmas, <laughs> and throw your tinsel clump. at the tree. Just like one clump of tinsel over here. Yeah. That was always the fun. I feel like there were years where we did tinsel, and then all of a sudden there was like a moratorium on tinsel, and maybe it was around the time we got a dog. Probably that was exactly when that happened. Are people still doing tinsel? I feel like tinsel's fallen out of favor. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I don't think it's environmentally friendly. That might be. Oh, is that it? I live in a house where we reuse that kind of stuff. You save it for the next year. Wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh. No, sorry. I, sh- I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. It's the same thing. Like uh, we had tinsel and then there was uh, the uh, the grass that goes in your Easter basket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that got reused. Which is really just year. green tinsel. Yes. Yeah. It's all so w- wait a minute. I Hello, Daniel. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Okay. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I need to know about the process of retrieving the tinsel. Yeah, that sounds like an ordeal. I don't remember if I don't think I was in charge of it, but maybe <laughs> I think they just shake the tree a lot. Maybe put baskets <laughs> under it. Just turn it upside down and Yeah. But but also, what would other people be doing to soil the tinsel where you have to throw it out and can't reuse it? <laughs> I think it's more just a pain to have to like comb, yeah. comb it out of the tree. Mm. Yeah. Well, we had a tree comb, so that kind of sped the process up. Smart, <laughs> like a giant lice comb. Tony, a when pick. you re- when you remove the tinsel from your pubes, what's that like? Yeah, how do they do? That? Uh, I just use one of those. Uh, uh, what do you call it? the pieces Veet. on the vacuum cleaner? The just the oh. uh, different pieces, just pull it right off. Yeah, 
And it, you use a, a Dyson attachment? Yeah, exactly. Attachment. That, that sounds, was the difficult word I couldn't think of. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Speaking well, of I like inten- to live on the edge. Speaking of intense suction near your genitals. Um, <laughs> Dalton, Where's this we, going? We why, why, up- why'd my name follow up? <laughs> because we need an update on a story that came up last time you were on the podcast. Ah, when I was sucking everybody off. I remember. <laughs> okay. You shared with us that your wife had made a friend. You oh, yeah, yeah. and your wife super into space. <laughs> and she met someone who worked for NASA. This is heavily in quotes. Oh, my God. When I he botched, inferred. He inferred that he worked for NASA. When I, she swooned. When I botched the beginning, I forgot to mention one of the most popular rewards, which is you can see the video of what we're recording right now. Slash Allison Rosen. So you could see my air quotes in case you're unfamiliar with what those might look like. Uh, And all of our tinsel off. Stand up. Give us a give us a look. (laughs) Ooh, wow. Tony, you're really enjoying you're really enjoying this show. I didn't realize. I mean Okay. So anyway, um Yes. So your wife met someone who may or may not work at NASA. He gave her a pin. You showed us the pin. It was just what you'd expect a NASA pin you could purchase pretty much anywhere to look like, or maybe an official NASA pin. We all got the sense that maybe your wife, or no, maybe he has an interest in your wife. Anyway, what's going on? We need an update. Wait, you think there's more to the story? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a great story to be has she gone to How is it carried yet? on three podcasts? <laughs> Have you have you caught your wife gazing at the stars recently? (laughs) (laughs) She has. She has been a little distant. Uh, (laughs) She has um, been talking. She's been wearing jumpsuits, like uh, full (laughs) orange jumpsuits. It's like her style now. (laughs) Drinking tea, and she only eats freeze dried food. Uh, Mm. It makes her horny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this guy's gone then. No, we never followed up. He was he was in town giving a a, a lecture. Oh, and right. The topic was on space trash. So I don't know if he thought that she had the potential to be space trash, or he wanted to teach us about trash in space. But we did not attend, and uh, it's one of my biggest regrets because I feel like we would have been invited into an astronaut swinger party, yeah. and it it we really missed an opportunity. Space trash. But I also travel a lot, so who knows where she's going when I'm gone. (laughs) I think that's what we're all saying. Yeah. Yeah, NASA people, they're a little freaky. Wasn't it that that, uh, woman who traveled across the country in a diaper to hit someone over the head or something? Wasn't she NASA? Yes. (laughs) And I like how you went, that must mean she's interested in an orgy. (laughs) Right. I mean... I don't know that that's freaky. I think that's just... uh, uh, determined to get somewhere and not have to take pee breaks. <laughs> People who do like poker tournaments evidently also wear diapers. Uh, uh, I don't know. What's the guy's name who developed JPL? Uh, they were into some pretty freaky shit out there in Pasadena. They were doing yeah. like uh, sex magic and stuff. Is there a book on this I can read? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On sex magic? Send me the publication. Up. You know, I was, Here, I'll, you know I'll how couples you. usually have that like fun celebrity free pass? thing that game they play 
Ooh, yeah. Who's your pass? I was never in any relationship I've been in. I was never granted the free pass because they knew it was always like an older actress and that there would be a good chance that I would run into them and be able to sleep with them. So I was never granted. Because if I said Julie Newmar or whatever, and they're like, ha ha, that's fun. Next thing you know, I'm at a convention. They don't want to deal with that reality. RJ, RJ, Google Jack Parsons and then uh, have fun. Thank you. I'm going to be indisposed for the next 40 minutes. It's, it's just a great, he's just a very interesting character. Well, well, my relationship, we do have that, uh, that free pass and hers, it's a blanket statement. Anybody related to space. So <laughs> pretty wide field. <laughs> I'm Daniel, related to it's space. Elon Musk. <laughs> George Lucas. <laughs> Daniel, is yours Juliette Binoche? The host from oh my Trading God, Spaces. Can it be? Well, you Wait. are a Binoche bro. I am a Binoche bro. And we Binoche bros, we stick together. Uh, yes, I, I love her. She's great. Uh, do, I get, do I get her as a pass? If, I mean, sure. Here's the people, <laughs> Daniel. Let's, let me see if I can name them. I got to okay. learn French. Juliette Binoche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's, what's her name? Marie Kondo. Ooh, so Ooh, cute. I feel Put her in, her, she's in your bit. pocket. I know she's so cute. You feel like what? You could put her in your pocket. No, no, no. I heard. Sorry, I, I forget on Zoom. You can't tell where someone's looking. I was looking at Daniel and saying, "What were you saying? You feel like you were saying you feel like what? She would hate you because too much clutter." I feel she's a little bit more accessible. Is all I'm saying. I think oh. she lives here in L.A. Whereas, you know, I got to buy a, a long plane ticket to go visit uh, Juliet. Juliet. Okay. She would never sleep with you. She would never sleep with you, Daniel. Look at the back of your look at your shelves. Look at how many I books heard are that are not bringing you joy. We have, <laughs> she we, would have be friends, we have friends who claim that she lived in their apartment complex and that she is not as she presents herself. That mm-hmm. she's a bit of a mess. I heard she's allegedly. But she's she's uh, she's sparky. Sparky. Is that a sexual term? Okay, no, so we got Marie Kondo, and then um, uh, Ali Sheedy, the original, your original crush. Young Ali Sheedy. If I run into young Ali Sheedy. <laughs> in an airport, and then I was convinced that you were into Marissa Tomei, but you claim, no, you never had it bad for Marissa Tomei. <laughs> never. I don't know where you got that. Okay, sure. those are the only ones I know. Those are the only ones I'm aware of that you that you, All right, I'll make a list. You have it bad for. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, Dalton, I understand that you lost your belt. Uh, what? Yeah, I'm doing suspenders now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean my championship belt? Yes, for Ring I'm of sorry. Honor. Yes, it, it's uh, it's depressing. It happened uh, over the weekend at the final battle pay-per-view. Yeah, I watched. It. I was enraged. Oh, thank you, Tony. Yeah, we thank were you. we were we were bummed here at the house, but uh, mm-hmm. sorry, no one more disappointed than my boys. Yeah. Mm. Heartbroken they were. This were is my robbed. this. Uh oh, I think I talked over someone. Did you say you were robbed? Yeah, he was robbed. I don't know if he was robbed. <laughs> the eyes I felt fair like contest. he lost. Yeah, yeah, he lost the match. I also, I like. One of the people a lot on the other team, so I kind of broke even on my end. 
I was like, ah, oh. but then I was like, ah. Oh. You know, so I don't think I could have, I showed him the sympathy I should have as a friend. This is because the person likes your tweets? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you pay any attention to RJ and he immediately sides with you. <laughs> now, what if Dalton liked all your tweets? Well, he then doesn't. We wouldn't be here right now, would we? <laughs> I got time to be on Twitter all day. Oh. And liking stuff, retweeting. <laughs> you know how much energy that is? And then replying to RJ. If you reply to RJ, you better be in for an afternoon of quips. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming, he's firing back, and then I you're going to have to fire you back. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I really weigh, like, I will see things that RJ writes, and I have to weigh out or think about is this worth getting into? And can I, can I hang with him? That's another thing. I, yeah. Some of the times I don't think I got the, uh, the, the references to, uh, to go head to head with him. He's a real Dennis Miller of, uh, wrestling commentary <laughs> yes but the good young dennis miller not the let me bring that's levity right. to football dennis miller <laughs> that's true that's true so here's my wrestling question and i don't even know uh to what degree it can be answered here today um but when are you happier when you win versus when you lose Certainly. are some wrestlers happier when they win versus when they lose I think everybody, yeah. Well, I'm most happy when I don't get hurt. That's mm. my favorite <laughs> part. Uh, but winning feels good. Celebrating is great. The uh, the sound of the audience cheering is, uh, regardless of what has been planned or not, the uh, the feeling of an audience cheering for you releases some endorphins that just are involuntary. And uh, I will say the advantage to not being champion now is there There will be not that moment when I go through TSA every week where I have to pull out a big metal belt and put it through the uh, the conveyor and then have people come up to me and go, oh, congratulations. <laughs> that happens a lot. So that really is still a thing. I, I wondered if that was actually still the case, that you, you yourself Tr carry the belt on you. Yeah. Uh, responsibility. Can we take a small detour? Dalton, and briefly tell the story about when you forgot a belt. <laughs> I mean, was it you and I wrestling? Or? Yes, Dalton and I were wrestling in Pittsburgh. This is like 12 years ago, maybe? It was a decent amount of time ago. And he was the champion, and I was challenging him for the belt, and he showed up sans belt. <laughs> yeah, there was... Uh... It was just a small detail I forgot <laughs> for the show. <laughs> what did you do? We, uh, I think we, our plan was you, you were in the ring talking in the microphone, and then I was going to just run to the ring really fast because I was so angry yeah. that I had forgotten the belt in the back. Yeah. So, so the uh, fans there, did not have time to go, hey, where's the champion's belt? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen this done before, uh, years ago at a Ring of Honor show too. I, uh, I believe there was like a New Japan title defended where the belt wasn't present. I think it was the U United States title. I don't remember. It, Maybe if Kenny it makes Omega you feel was probably any, champ. If it makes you feel any better, I've shown up for recording sessions without drumsticks. So <laughs> that oh, felt geez. cool. 
What do you just play your thighs? Do the horse sound? <laughs> I feel I feel like forgetting the belt is a real heel move. You know, like if the if you lose, then it's like, well, you didn't win unless you find the belt. I think well, it shows confidence. I still have it. Yeah. <laughs> Why bring it? You're not bringing it home. There you go. There you go. You waste the um, trip. <laughs> so RJ, do you remember? And Tony and Daniel, do you guys remember? Uh, the there was a show where I was serious. I had been to a party, and a number of people had been like, "Oh, what podcast do you host?" And yes. then, <laughs> you know where this is going. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Where I was like, "Should I get business cards printed up that have the name of my podcast?" Because when I start telling people the name of my podcast, I begin to glaze over, and I feel like they begin to glaze over too. And I'm, it would just be so much easier if I could just hand them a card and be like, "Here's my podcast," and then yes. we don't have to do this charade. Didn't and then we tell you to get a, a QR code tattoo of it. <laughs> yeah, and I said I don't know if if they would want to go through the, you know. If they would want to get the tattoo, um, especially if it's like right over your butt crack, it's just mm. awkward at parties. Yeah, pulling your phone out to take a picture of just yeah. above the butt. Unless you go to one of those astronaut orgies. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say, are you thinking like half on one side and half on the other side, though, or above, like almost above. tramp stamp? Because <laughs> <laughs> you said butt crack. Above, above, above. Tramp I, I think, style. and uh, uh, at first you said I'm very literal. Okay, so anyway, um, the Did other night we pull went it to... apart to get to the QR code. <laughs> <laughs> it like reveals it. Yeah. Welcome That's to fun. Jamaica. That's like, by um, the way, that that old sailor tattoo of the of the woman, the hula dancer, with one leg on the arm and one leg on the chest, and you know you can go like that with the hair. I have never seen this tattoo. Oh, yeah. I see what you're doing. You look like you're making fart noises with your armpit, but like I'm imagining the <laughs> ladies' private parts there. Exactly. <laughs> Covered in tinsel. That's what it, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, oh, on Friday night, we were at Tam O'Shanter, Tony, uh, and I was in the restroom, and I was uh, sitting on the toilet, but nothing had happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a number one. This is too much detail, but now I've That's got to. That's too much information. I know. I like but where the story's going. I know, but I made it sound like it was going somewhere, you know. What was your fiber intake that day? Yeah. <laughs> just, I just want to get a know. feel for the story. Yeah. No, it's not going It's not going anywhere in a number two zone. Start the story as late as you can. You know what I mean? <laughs> What'd you say? Start the story as late as you can. You know, don't. So we're not going to find out about the fiber until the reveal. Yeah. No, I think it was um it was probably subpar. But so anyway, uh sit down and then uh the woman I hear a woman next to me say, "Excuse me, do you have any toilet paper?" And I say, "I do." Uh and I hand her some and she goes, "Oh my god, you're my best friend." Uh-oh. And then once again, mm. these thoughts came to me again of like, if only and that's how I the show was born. <laughs> had yeah, if only I now had the business card because then I could be like, funny you say that. Because <laughs> imagine if not only I handed her toilet paper, but also a, a card with my podcast. Wow. Well, I have to ex- assume you at least exchange numbers. <laughs> uh, now that she's your best friend, we're best. Yeah, yeah. she's gonna be on the show next week. Hell yeah. yeah. That would have been terrifying. You say blindly, you're my best friend. And then a card comes over and says, <laughs> Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Ah, that's perfect. There's a print shop on the other side of this wall. <laughs> it's like an achievement that you win in life. 
you know? It's like, yeah. oh. And then friend. you say to her, gee, if you like boxed intros, have I got the show for you. <laughs> but then I say also- something about this show. You're speaking awful lot about bowel movements here. I mean, it's you're it's just like, noticing that now. Well, I've only been a guest three times, uh, mm. and it's just a trend that I've noticed. That, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Does anything else happen in your life besides the restroom? <laughs> no. <sighs> um. <laughs> the long silence. I would suggest that you designate a segment called shit talking. Tony, play the drop, play the drop, play the drop. One of them. How many drop? How many shit drops? Play all of them. (laughs) You have this. Why haven't I? Uh, You should put this in this segment so people don't think your whole show is about shit. I don't think I have any others ready to go. There's crap chat, shit. I mean, there's like. like a bunch of them they're not they're not that great though this um, whole podcast is a shit show <laughs> oh that's good i would but i i just want to point out this is not about a bowel movement it's about peeing it's a and bowel it's about movement friendship. adjacent it's about friendship and then i have one more point though and this i really wish there was a lady here one to help more me point? on this one one more point <laughs> and then we're wrapping it up okay so i Sat down again, had not peed yet, grabbed some toilet paper, was trying to get things moving. Not in that way. Uh, and then she said, Does anyone, do you have any toilet paper? And then I just handed her the toilet paper that was already in my hand. Everyone looks so uncomfortable right now, and I love it. And then I thought, Doesn't that seem a little bit intimate actually to hand her the toilet paper that I had designated for me? Okay, you're nodding. Yeah, you crumpled thought, it up already. I guess I, I guess it had, ha- I guess it had kind of touched my hand. Yeah, you held it. <laughs> yeah, how would you have passed it to her otherwise? You held it. You cradled it. You didn't even just rip it off and touch it with two fingers. You were holding mm-hmm. it. It was yours, and you gave what? it to her. You donated. But, but it really was no. But well, the reason I felt okay about it though was first of all there was an urgency in her voice, and second of all I was like really. Again, patreon.com to see me pantomiming, pulling toilet paper. Really, it, it was no different than if I had just pulled it off the roll and gave it to her. It's absolutely very different. <clears throat> no, this is a thing. Men crumple. Wait, do you crumple or fold? Crumple? I origami. myself? Yeah, do you crumple men, or fold? I, men Some don't men... have to soak anything up. No, yeah, we fold, the backside. We fold it. Yeah. You fold. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't crumple it like we're going to throw tinsel on a tree. We fold it. I make an airplane. <laughs> so, like, there's a point, and then you can scoop. In like, general, and this feels I like very... A it long, feels A long sheet, and then just one hand behind me and one hand in front. Just <laughs> like a cartoon character drying off with a towel. So it's too hacky to do men versus women, but... If you're going to go by gender, I feel that there's a little more care. Dudes, by and large, take a little more care to be like meticulous about how the paper is in their hand. Women are a little more sometimes. You know what? Let's talk about something more important, eggnog. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, That was poop talk. (laughs) Yeah. And this is snack chat. Listen, you have to talk. You have to have a certain amount of poop talk in order to stay in the poop category on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) 
Oh, so it's a good thing we episode. front load the podcast with this. I'm sure a lot of people stick around after. Chat. Thank you. Where do you guys come down on eggnog? Because it is shocking to me how many people are not into it. In fact, Jimmy Pardo, who I know there's some Jimmy Pardo fans here, not into it. And a lot of other people not into it. I am a huge Jimmy Pardo fan, and that, that breaks my heart. Now, now disgusted, are you, are you totally outraged by eggnog? Oh, oh wait, I, we're you're we're eggnog fans. Yeah, we're pro yeah, pro nog, yeah. pro nog, pro nog. Can you can you perhaps define the extent of your fandom? Like, what in December? How much are you having? As much as I can. Which is what? Which is what though? Once a, a glass day? a day. Yeah, okay, a glass a day. Are you not mixing it with anything? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, definitely uh, the occasional proper eggnog and then sometimes just the the nog because i will literally go it's december it's christmas Ooh, i'm excited and i will have honest to god half a Mm. glass and go i'm good for the rest of the year (laughs) i need to forget about this to enjoy it again (laughs) rj i think that might be where i'm at too uh if a party or a gathering maybe yeah one spiked eggnog yeah and that's it i I treat it like i would a psychedelic (laughs) The market supports your eggnog intake in that you can only buy it for about four weeks out of the year. Right. I buy it early and I save it all year until December. (laughs) Smart. Get it on clearance. Those of us who like like a little more, it's frustrating because I feel like the day, like at the strike of midnight on New Year's Eve, they're pulling that shit off the shelves. Mm -hmm. Well, they have that champagne to unload. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will say actually... There in our house, there's excitement about eggnog being available, and then we buy it, and then it has been sitting in our refrigerator for quite a while. I'd I like say to buy our excitement. Oops, sorry. No, no, no go well, ahead. It's just, it's not worth it. <laughs> it, it. It's hard to drink it fast, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you nog. can't guzzle. You can't guzzle eggnog. You don't guzzle nog. Right, know. Tony. You've been awfully but, quiet. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm a little go. bit. Uh, I, I actually never even had it until at this i don't know probably 10 years ago uh it was just never around it was not a thing in my family no one ever bought it or had it around um uh, but then i and i tried it and i did like it more than i thought i was going to mm-hmm. um but uh i don't really seek it out I'd, i but i it's okay like i'll buy it occasionally but yeah it's kind of like what everybody else is saying like i'm not going to be drinking a ton of it see it's not even something that i've ever actively purchased in my life you yeah. just hope somebody else, if somebody did buy it, you go, okay, great. Also, yesterday I realized I've had maybe 100 croissants in my life and I've never bought a single one. <laughs> Not even people, one? No. People love They've you. just been around. People love people just buy croissants for me all the time. <laughs> you are a lucky man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also don't think I, I don't think I care to drink it at all unless it is spiked. What is everybody's favorite holiday drink? Like, what is it you like to drink around, you know? Well, I don't, Yule, I don't so much Yule drink season. the eggnog. I just kind of pour it all over my, uh, all the women, like I'm in a rap video myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how I ingest it, all over myself. And, okay, answer, answer Daniel's question, I guess. But then I want to know, what's your ratio of 
croissants to croissants purchased? <coughs> I think I've bought maybe 80% of the croissants that I've... In- no, other way around. Probably 40% of the croissants I've ingested, 60% either gifted or on buffets. Yeah. And now, are we talking like a mini croissant where like the point of it is pink because it was sitting next to a strawberry on a spread? <laughs> there was a there was a, a good a few summers where my family when I was younger were really into like having brunches. Family Ooh. brunches would come over and I remember it must have been the grocery store was selling big big like I don't know what do you call it a, a, a tray full of just mini croissants. Yes. That's what like my parents would bring to the party. Yeah. I can hear the sound of the plastic crinkling open. Mm-hmm. The big lid. Yes. That looks like a tire. <laughs> yes. All right. Tony? Uh, I, croissants? Uh, not, not, <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy them almost ever. I think the main time I've ever really bought them is like if I've had some people over and I made some pigs in a blanket. That's probably about it. Um, yeah. I'm not anti-croissant. I like a croissant. But do you, I don't, do I don't you know them. what a croissant is? is you sound like you're describing pillsbury crescent rolls oh yeah Yeah. sorry i am mixing those two up but yes i was i was picturing the right thing but then i my brain went elsewhere let's try i'll edit that out don't worry (laughs) yeah well i'm thinking on tour though you probably encounter croissants oh you i trip over them constantly (laughs) uh I, I I don't know, not really. Unless like, yeah, maybe a restaurant. Some, I don't, but I feel like that's not. God that's, damn it, that Tony! Restaurants really give you that often. All right, fine. So, um, that was an unsatisfying answer, Tony. That's my specialty. Where did you think croissant talk was going to go? <laughs> <laughs> I was happy with your answer, Dalton. She's got she's got an instinct for these things. <laughs> She knows there's listen, there. listen. In you know what? This is a this is a casualty of the of Zoom. Once again, the pandemic takes down another great thing. Uh, Dalton, I felt your answer was solid. You played Truthful along. Too. Trey, the crinkly plastic. I mean, all of that felt really good. And then fucking Tony, if it's not a banana, if it's not shoes after the shower, he has nothing to contribute. Ugh. Daniel, what? <laughs> you want me to <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. All right, let me check here. Let me check my croissant tracker. See how many croissants I <laughs> Is it does your app cl- check Did you close your croissant ring on your app, on your watch? Yeah, okay. So it looks like surprisingly about 80% of the croissants I've eaten I've bought at coffee shops. Look at that. Who knew? I thought mostly they were at, yeah, they were at like buffet uh, the buf- the breakfast buffet at the DoubleTree. But- Is everything okay between you two? <laughs> <laughs> no. Listen, we have the look kids. on my face, it's not about Daniel. But no, everything's not okay. <laughs> Everything is not okay. We have a three-year-old who has officially lost his fucking mind. I think he's... I think he's... I think he snapped at some point. And now he speaks a made-up language. He's He's basically Nell... Uh, <laughs> he's he, just discovering sounds and how fun they yes. are his what he wants for christmas is a giant i mean a giant wheel of cheese <laughs> he was what saying, kind of cheese well he wants a giant wheel of cheese with, you know with the wax the red wax on it yes uh-huh. that's what i figured because he was saying red cheese and then i yes. suddenly realized he's talking I about the exactly wax what he's talking about yeah. he's talking about he wants, a gi- 
orange a cheese giant inside. wheel of cheese that is usually c- cut up into slices and sold, but he wants the wheel and the slicer. He wants, he wants circle a giant, cheese. <laughs> he wants a giant cheese slicer. Get and him a deli one. slicer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when he says cheese slicer, what's he talking about? A mandolin? He's talking about no, no, they're an they're industrial, industrial cheese slicer. Cheese, an industrial <laughs> cheese slicer, the, not the kind that you'd find at the deli, but the kind that like has the blade where you cut it, you like you press it down and it slices into the wedges. Have Why any of you it? ever used one? No, no, I've never. Have you encountered just one? me? I'm Please the only deli boy here. <laughs> yeah. So well, I, hey, my my uncle owned a deli when I was growing up. So we all kind of had a rite of passage of working there, but I never got to use the slicer there. I wasn't old enough. Mm. That is exciting. But then uh, in college, I worked at this like small general store in a lake town and they would, they had a deli slicer and it was terrifying. It was the scariest thing I've ever had to use in my my life because I have also seen the movie, The Wrestler, where Mickey Rourke punches it. And I was like, oh, oh, that's going to happen to me. And were you also a flailing wrestler at the time? I was <clears throat> right, so it was a real double whammy. You went, this but I is didn't my have life. Mickey Rourke fingernails, so mm. <laughs> Daniel. I, what my question is: Why are yes, you? What did you want for your child that you're disappointed in them now? Oh, you know, I'm not disappointed. I'm thankful that he's not into Paw Patrol or any of that crap. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like my, I feel like yeah, he's quirky. He wants like uh, you know, a giant wheel of cheese and maybe a. <laughs> a an eraser. That was the other thing. He wants a, an eraser that's shaped like a ball. Like, I, you know, it's like it's not, there's no uh, IP attached to any of this shit. So I feel I like, like that. he's making performance art out of <clears throat> the gift oh giving system. <laughs> this is like a real defiant political statement. I would love that so much. Uh, no, I think he's just crazy. Um, but, uh, well, no, are you going fine. to get the cheese? <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't even know where I would get. Where would you get? Yeah, it's you so hard to find cheese. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You gotta get, you you gotta get, get like your a, order in early. They don't sell. They don't sell like the. I think the they do. Yes, honey. They sell, do they? Yes. Yeah. Take him, Allison. Take him to Italy or something. Okay. And do you have that by you? You must. I think you have we to have it. What if we did we get do. that? What a if giant wheel of cheese. Look, honey, Santa brought you a fucking giant <laughs> wheel of cheddar. Yeah, what if we did satisfy our child's wishes? <laughs> How ludicrous Dan- that would be. You know, RJ, you're right. It's like, who am I to, to Daniel, second guess what his desires are? How yes. big a, a, wheel, a wheel of cheese <laughs> I mean, are I feel we like talking the, about? He's, I think like this big. Like, I don't know. What's that? About a foot diameter? That's not that. Maybe I mean, bigger? it's funny to get that for a three-year-old, but. It's doable. Here totally is my you my warning to you two as parents right now. And I, and I do think it's of some <laughs> level of importance. My okay. fear is if you suppress this, which seems, Daniel, to be your first instinct here, Usually. it's going to manifest later in life into something way worse. It's You know, it's a good point. He'll be like into making cheese and he'll move to yeah. Belgium or wherever. The they children... Could you imagine the horror? <laughs> the worst. It would be the worst. <laughs> the, the lactose children... ingestion. The kids I told him. Go ahead. Good. Oh, I told him we, he wanted to make cheese. And I said, well, we can't make cheese. We don't have a cow. And then he didn't understand <laughs> that because we buy milk. He's very smart. But go ahead. Wait, that really was his response? Yes. Do you not talk to him, Allison? <laughs> <laughs> I who are we? I'm not sure who we're talking about. Um, no, I do. But this was a conversation. I I put 
Elliot to bed and Daniel puts Owen to bed. And this was a conversation they were having while Daniel was putting Owen to bed. So I didn't hear this part. Right. Yeah. Instead of stories, I tell him about making cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's really smart, though, that he said that about the milk. I, our, our kids anyway. are annoyingly smart because you try to like just move on because you're bored with whatever conversation and then they, they call you on your bullshit. And so then you actually have to explain it's just it's so yeah. are so they he's smart brought- or are you just bullshitting your children it might be that i'm a bad bullshitter <laughs> i don't know it's it, it's really possible so wait, for me to say rj what were you saying though oh i was gonna say all the kids that when i when i was growing up when their parents said oh you can't watch wrestling or the ninja turtles or have super soakers always turned out to be the most messed up children when they got older and had an ounce of control because it all came flooding out. And I'm just, my concern is that if you suppress this child's cheese urges, we're going to be, we're all going to be in trouble. He's just going to be making cheese plates everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Is this a thing he's brought up multiple times or was this like a thing he said? It's new. It's It's a new new passion. Last couple days. But but it's been more than once. It's come. Yes. It's come on. Oh, like Strong. Oh, with a vengeance. Gotcha. I don't know why we're acting like this is so strange. Cheese is amazing. It You're not wrong. Only been cheese on this planet amazing. for three years. <laughs> he loves it's brand the new. Cheese. But honestly, the wheel of cheese is amazing. It's wrapped in that wax coating. That's very fun. What if you uh, get them tiny ones? Baby, baby bowling. I was baby, thinking we yes. should get bell. the baby bells. Baby bells. Okay. Baby Rocky Bobos. I don't think. He's wanting to eat it. I think he's wanting to no, have no. it and play with it, right? Yes. It's the shape of it and the – we spent so long on this. In some cultures, the they cheese. chase a wheel down a hill mm-hmm. every oh year. Get a hit. <laughs> Get him a pet wheel of cheese. <laughs> this is our worst one yet, right? <laughs> 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 I was just thinking it I was mean, our it's best. Up there. But, you know, the difference between the worst and the best on this show is probably just a solid intro. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Well, the intro where I got dist- oh, but it's, uh, I once again I got distracted by the tree thinking about the intro Joy where boy. I got distracted by the tree. I feel like that was the worst. So, this was up there in terms of bad but not the worst. There's definitely been worse intros. It's all a matter of opinion. (sighs) Whose opinion do we trust, though? I mean, it's got to be the listener's opinion, right? Ultimately, I would think. I guess. I don't know. I have contempt for my fans. (laughs) Don't you? Don't you go? These people don't know what they're talking about. I I feel like you're to them. No, I, I love my listeners. I do. I, lo- I genuinely love our listeners, and I am envious of everyone who has a contemptuous relationship with their fan base. Why? I, I always see that. It looks like so much more fun. <laughs> it really does. Like, that looks like the fun way to do it. Uh, I can't do it. But Well, isn't, um, that, isn't that sort of uh, analogous to being a heel? I guess so. No, because I've had no. that outside of that realm, too. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say I'm a heel when I host my talk show. And then I have people. It's just. Go ahead, Dalton. You have a. Oh, I'm just saying that's you 24-7, though. You yeah. are in disdain all day. No, nothing brings you joy. No, not really. Other than misery. Yeah. And even then. <laughs> Wait, can we go back to. Uh, you made a comment about eggnog being like your relationship with psychedelics 
Yes. Is that genuine? Uh, yes. And can I, can I also say I had attempted microdosing once and I was so afraid of it that I was microdosing the microdose and thus nothing was happening. <laughs> no dosing. Yeah, I was no dosing. I was having an eighth of a piece of chocolate <laughs> and then waiting, wasting you just my whole day. put the mushroom on the counter and just look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't feel it at all? I felt a great anxiety that something was going to happen. I feel mm. what I usually feel, basically. So um, this, the psilocybin, is that how you pronounce it? The psil- I think it's psilocybin. Psilocybin. Uh, microdosing that is apparently really trendy here in Hollywood. And my question is, where does everyone get it? Where do you get the, the microdose? Because I wouldn't want to get cheese. it. cheese. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't ah. trust getting anything from a dealer anymore because uh, just all the I think it's legal in Canada. Is I it? think it even is legal Colorado in now, too, I think. I, I like uh, psilocybin. That's good stuff. What you got to do is you got to get yourself a big pig, all right? And then you head out <laughs> to the woods. And the pig will root around, and then you'll, you'll be fine. You'll find it that way. I once found myself at a... Uh, at a party, it wasn't really a party. It was like a a wedding. It was like a wedding party. It was kind of hard to describe. And there were these guys that were all space um, orgy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and what's a wedding all... party that's hard to describe? <laughs> well, it was in um, Topanga Canyon, and which is a very hippie part of LA. And there was a shaman <laughs> and a drum circle. It was a. It was. It, this is very untraditional. Let's just say. Okay. Uh, and uh, lovely people, but the um, there were a, a group of uh, three guys, older guys, and uh, they were uh, chatting me up about mushrooming and going out and finding mushrooms in the forest and then uh, complimenting my eye color. And I later <laughs> found out that they were hitting on me, but I didn't know that because I was so uh, mystified by an interest in mushrooms. And now I'm realizing maybe they weren't talking about mushrooms, who knows? <laughs> Um, Wait, all three of them? They, they were uh, the groom was really into mushrooms. <sighs> no, I'm uh, sorry, use the term mushrooming as if it's a regular <laughs> verb people throw around. <laughs> Care to Maybe they were mushroomers. Were they mushroomers? Mushrooming? Mushroomers? <laughs> mushroom? Who's the? Are you the mushery in this? Mushroom? I, I think I think I was the mushroom. I'm not sure. <laughs> Wait, but you're suggesting that all three of them were hitting on you? Yeah, yeah. This was a very, this was a real like white lotus situation. <laughs> Quite the okay. ego on this, Daniel. I know. I, mean, right? I was. I listen. I'm I was. So I was young. I was. I was young. I was fit. I was in my prime. And uh, oh, was this during was a, your vegan a, phase? I was a rare mushroom. What was this during your vegan phase that I hear about? Oh no, no, no. That was before. But uh, anyway, what were we saying? <laughs> We were just talking about mushrooms. What were we, talking about? we were talking oh, yeah. about psychedelics. Anyway. <laughs> Listen. Have you done psychedelics, Allison? No, I haven't. Uh, I, and I, I was think always you should try it. I know. I was always curious. I've been telling about her. Right especially now. When I, especially when I hear Daniel talk about about mushrooming. <laughs> what is everybody's uh, fear of it? What what is your your hold up on trying it? Because <clears throat> I had a I had a a, a big fear. I, I love the gamble of 
either it'll open your mind or you'll see a bunch of spiders. (laughs) (laughs) I think my fear was a bad trip and just sort of I'm a, I'm a control person. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I smoked a lot of pot when I was younger and enough that like at times I did hallucinate. Um, There was one time where we all suspected it was like so bad and so hallucinatory that we think it was laced. I don't know. Um, I mean, this was a long time ago, but um, and then, you know, I've there, I've experimented with other stuff too, but never, never hallucinogens. And I was always curious, but I feel like that if that window kind of closed for me and like now I have children and just logistically, I don't know how I would do it. But then when I hear, you know, about Daniel's experience with mushrooms, I do feel like I am very curious about that. And like, I would benefit from that experience. I smell Um, a Patreon episode. I know. (laughs) Yeah. The first experience should be recorded. (laughs) I I think that with acid, it's like once you get on that ride, you're on that ride like if, so if you're having a bad trip or whatever you can't just sober up it's just you're going well, you see other hal- yes go ahead <laughs> i was saying you think you hallucinated when you were smoking pot when you yes because oh yeah uh, it's comforting to hear that when i was a teenager i remember uh me and my friends we uh we got high behind like a whatever we would get high and just walk this this like a uh, we'd go to the mall and we were walking mm-hmm. down the street to get there and we remember seeing like a big giant inflatable dinosaur like a promotional thing outside of a a car dealership and running and jumping on it and bouncing off it and then we went to the mall and on the walk back there was no dinosaur so now <laughs> nobody knows if the dinosaur existed right. or not or if you guys popped it because you were <laughs> <laughs> you know, the owner was like, I should tough. take this down. This is a liability. I've yeah, got teenagers bouncing like off. A rocket. Yeah. My other thing that, that made me go no to psychedelics was they say, oh, you should do them in nature. And as Dalton can attest, I hate nature, number one. And number two, they're like, you should do Hard them around work. people you trust, which is also no, <laughs> not something I have a giant roster of. Right. <laughs> so wait, have you done them or no? No. Like, I'm not going to go on a big you know like make a thing of it no 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 absolutely not none, so none of the people who are actually into it who i would need to help me or people like i wouldn't trust them to hold my jacket so wait you had so your experience with psychedelics is just attempting to micro dose the micro dose yes <laughs> and that's so then similar it's, so to then it's n- good enough for me so you've had more experience with eggnog than psychedelics though uh yeah i'd say so <laughs> but dalton you have you have done you have mushroom you've been mushrooming have, a mushrooming. Mu- <laughs> have, <been> a <laughs> you, have you gone a mushrooming i have tried it once uh and it was earlier this year it was, what yeah it was uh it was probably like february or something it was real it was very small tried it uh i was on a beach and had a lovely day and I don't know. Uh, I was very afraid. I was very afraid mm. walking into it because of all the, the fears that we had when we were younger. Am I going to mm-hmm. freak out? Am I going to yes. do something stupid? Are you going to think I, you're a glass of orange juice? And, oh, yeah. Or my mayonnaise got to take my head off because that's <laughs> the lid. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, that's most likely. I always think I'm mayonnaise. Same. <laughs> but I don't. No, I, it wasn't any of that. But now I'm afraid I'm too cocky. I'm going to like try it again and be like, it was fine the last time. Let's do more. So how did you feel, yeah. though? I felt um, it was similar. I felt calm and I felt happy and uh, confident. Very, uh, <laughs> you know what? I felt great. Everyone should do it. <laughs> I, I think mushrooms is very different than acid acids where you, you hear about the bad trips i've never heard of anyone having a bad trip not to say that it doesn't happen but like mushrooms you don't really have a trip like it's not as psychedelic it changes the way you think i but it doesn't uh you don't really have like vivid hallucinations or anything like that i don't think i never did you know what also puts me off of it a little bit the fact that like you ingest it and then you become violently ill, and then you feel better than you've ever felt. Like the violent, like you're everyone thinking becomes. Of pi- you're thinking of peyote, honey. Yeah, ayahuasca. <laughs> that's that. Not, I think that's not what that is. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you do throw up from shrooms. I, no. No. Oh no, I'm just thinking that it tastes gross. If you drink it in a tea, it tastes gross. Yeah. Uh, okay. This, this was in the form of a chocolate bar. Oh. And they were like, just eat this tiny little square. Okay. And I tried it. And um, it wasn't at all what I was imagining it was going to be. I was expecting like like the Sublime album cover to just appear in my life and everything be (laughs) colorful and cartoony. Uh Instead, it was just, uh, I just, uh, everything was a little brighter and I wasn't nervous. That's what it was. I lost my anxiety for a while and got confident where I was like telling people life advice as if I figured it out. (laughs) Have you done powder drugs? What's a powder (laughs) Let's stop the podcast and go get some cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't. That's that's what that sounds like. And I'm such a dork at that. Like, I remember it was like the other week, someone like, uh, we were out like at a bar, and someone leaned in and was like, "Hey, is there anybody? Do you know anybody who participates in the uh, Colombian festivities?" And I go, <laughs> oh "I go, what do you God. mean, like, like coffee?" <laughs> <laughs> is there a bigger deterrent this? for doing cocaine than just that person existing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so no, no, I've never done that, and uh, don't really have the uh, ambition to. I'm good with where I'm no. at with my one, my one. Uh, experience. <laughs> Why do you want to put anything up your nose? Yeah. yeah. Even nasal sprays. You're like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> you ever hear when you're a kid and you like dive into a pool too hard? <laughs> you get it all up your nose? That was like the worst. Yeah. Did you ever wear a nose plug in the pool? Were you ever that kid? <laughs> then it came like on a, like, it was like a necklace. Yeah, like he's playing canasta with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still sell those? They must. What about that you, Mother of Two? You doing cocaine? <laughs> All the time. It is a huge problem. Um, no, but I did. When I, when I moved, I was such a dork in school. And a dork is maybe not the right word. But I was such a, a cautious, like, good kid. Uh, and a late bloomer. And I was just like a... Fr- I mean, I did, I did smoke pot 
at the end of high school and I didn't even feel it really. Um, and then I, I did smoke pot in college, but, um, I was just a total late bloomer that then when I moved to New York, that's when I went through my coffee house phase. No, I did my coffee house, uh, phase, in Orange County, but that's she when went I to a of... lot of Colombian festivities. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I got the like experimenting out of my system that I feel like other people did much younger. Right. So at that like point, like your son I... and the cheese. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, exactly. that's when I. Uh, yeah, so you know, I was always so afraid of cocaine because i thought that you do it once and you die of a heart attack um and people at that time especially in new york where bars stay open till 4 a.m were so casual about it i mean it was so common and so recreational and it was like there was not a stigma attached but to me there was this huge stigma so i did eventually try it and it really it did, you know, I didn't die right away and it did sort of all those you things. You just started that, podcasting immediately. <laughs> no, all those That's... things, Dalton, that you said about like things were a little bit brighter and I felt a little more confident and all, you know, it was like very, it was a mild experience that ultimately was like a very bad <laughs> negative experience for me because I felt such shame about it. But nothing like it wasn't an after school special. I never got a nosebleed. I never lost my job. I never lost all my money. I never, but I felt an intense amount of shame and, and right. remorse and to some degree addiction um, or habituation or whatever. So it was like a, a dark period in my life for me personally, but to other people looking at me, they'd be like, what's the big deal? It doesn't seem to be a problem. That was a very long winded way of answering all that. All that being said, I, th- my advice to anyone now would be don't fuck around with it because from what I understand, it's like, there can be There's fentanyl mixed in, and very, it's very risky right now, I think. So yeah, beware. Yeah, don't do drugs. Which is the advantage, I think, to states legalizing and regula- regulating things now. Yes. It feels safer and less yeah. risky. Uh, yeah. And it's, that's just nice when you can walk into a store that looks like the Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> and there's... Yeah. It's and they call funny. it flour. Do <laughs> <laughs> you like some flour? Yes. Speaking of all this stuff, uh, I want to talk to you guys about policy genius. Listen, we hope you never need life insurance, but mortgage payments, childcare, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. Life insurance through your workplace may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it won't follow you if you leave your job. Some life insurance typically gets more expensive as we age. Now is the time to buy. Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy the right coverage for you and your family. Uh, Policy Genius is built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500 of coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. They're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees and your personal info is private. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial... 
Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Again, policygenius.com. Real fast, I want to tell you guys about Blissey. They make the most luxurious, amazing, 100% silk, 100% mulberry silk pillowcases. They don't just make pillowcases, by the way. They also make really nice sleep masks. Uh, And I'm very particular about my sleep masks. I find that some can be too tight or uncomfortable. And this one is just like, it's like a silk cloud for your face. Uh, And then they also make scrunchies and they make hair ties and just various uh, silk uh, sleep accoutrement. Am I saying that right? I feel like I am. But anyway, the pillowcases are really like, that's the, that's the, that's the eye catching, like number one. That's the thing that I want to talk to you guys about. That's the, I slept on my Blissey pillowcase last night. And the minute my head hit that pillowcase, it is so smooth. It doesn't snag or pull your hair. It stays cool all night. I chose white. It was hard for me to choose which color because all of them are so, I kind of want to get, I kind of want to get one of each. They have beautiful jewel tones. They have rose gold. Then they have prints. They also have ones for kids. These make amazing gifts. Um, And then, like I mentioned, they're great for your hair, also great for your skin. They don't soak up your skincare. So if you use expensive serums, things like that, or cheap serums, those deserve mention too. Uh, You don't feel like your, your pillowcase is soaking all of it up. Uh, it's time to upgrade your sleep with Blissey's award-winning 100% mulberry silk pillowcases. Silk is what's best for your hair and skin. It reduces frizz, tangles, and prevents breakage. Blissey's pillowcases regulate temperature, keeping you cool at night. They're made of 100% mulberry silk, which is naturally hypoallergenic. Sleep more comfortably without itching or rashes. And also, this is a big deal. They're machine washable and durable. With the holidays just around the corner, why not give the gift of better sleep? And if anyone in my family's listening, don't listen right now. I think you might know what you're getting for the holidays. Uh, plus these come in gift ready packaging. Everybody loves them. They have a ton of different prints and colors. They make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. They have over 1 million raving fans and you could be next. Place your order before December 15th so it'll arrive in time for the holidays at blissy.com slash best friend and get an additional 30% off. That's blissy, B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash best friend and use code best friend to get an additional 30% off. Your skin and hair will thank you. Okay, I do want to talk about something fun, holding grudges and pettiness. And we'll wait till Dalton comes back. So in the meantime, I say, hi, Dalton. Let's never left. (laughs) Oh, well, in the meantime, while Dalton's here, let's say hello and welcome to our new patrons. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there. Hello and welcome to Abby, to Scott, uh-oh, it could be Scott Binford, it could be Scott Brinford, or it could be Scott Buford. You know what, Scott? If it's not Scott Binford, I'm going to go with Scott Binford, and if it's something else, I'm going to give you another shout out, because I can't read my own writing, but he signed up at the annual level, uh, and uh, Look forward to a is. whole year of this now, <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> 
Uh, Andrew, Andrew Hunt. <clears throat> Hello. Andrew Hunt is a guest on the show, a beloved guest on the show, and a fellow Canadian. Um, fellow Canadian of, of RJ's, not of us, because we're not in Canada. And Debbie Stefan, also at the annual level. Um, okay, so something that's been on my, a lot of things have been on my mind, not the excellence of this show, but something that has been on my mind is holding grudges and pettiness and like, oh. What is the right amount of time to hold a grudge? Is it even healthy to hold a grudge? Among all of us, who's the most petty? What is a definition of petty? These are things I've been thinking about. I think we all know who the most petty is. <laughs> I RJ. made it that obvious? I think Tom. so. I think so. Is it Tom? Tom? Oh, yes. Yes. Don't pause on my bad joke. Just <laughs> I got plow it forward. Just plow forward. Okay. Let's sit in it for a second. No. But first of all, I did look this up. Does anyone know where the word, would anyone like to take a guess where the word petty comes from? And don't say Tom. Or do. Oh, I just got your joke, Daniel. <laughs> Is okay. it French? It wasn't very good. <laughs> Is it, it is. rank for petite? Is that where yes. we're going? Yes. Not Good. that hard to figure out. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like relatively hard to figure out. All right. I, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> my my question. Congratulations. Is how, do you, how do you define holding a grudge? Um, I should have looked up grudge. That would have been the one to look up. I would say holding a grudge is being still being upset about something that other people would say you should be over by now. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? Is that a good definition for grudge? It's certainly a definition. (laughs) (laughs) But I would hold on to a grudge. Only, only in the with the intent that I would get back at this person one day. Oh, so you're looking for revenge, Tony? Right. Could you look up grudge? I can't because I already did. Oh, oh! It is a persistent feeling of ill will or resentment resulting from a past insult or injury. Look it up again, please. Mm. <laughs> okay, it can also be used as a verb: be resentfully unwilling to give, grant, or allow something. Mm. To grudge. Hmm. Their example is, he grudged the work and time that the meeting nope. involved. Mm. Nope. Yeah, I've never heard of I have a that grudge way. against that definition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard be- begrudge, begrudge, but not grudge. That's weird. Okay. All right. I don't Good believe segment. I'm somebody who holds a grudge in any sense. Mm-hmm. Even like foods and restaurants i will give them another shot sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but i have n- similar like <clears throat> i've known dalton to be a person who speaks up when something is wrong in the moment so yeah, i, I feel like to figure it out right there i want to fix the problem yeah i who has grudged and will grudge again <laughs> am incapable of doing that well, that might be the key, right? Right. Like, because I think one who grudges 
feels that there was an injustice in the moment. So therefore, you're like, I was wronged. And so now I must carry this the rest of my life. Yeah. Which and, I you're, can re- and you're quietly having a one-sided argument uh, yes. about the situation in your head. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. But you become yeah. like smarter and smarter with your comebacks. And then you're <laughs> totally. so ready for the confrontation yeah. the next time you see them. But really, right. it's just they didn't see you, so they didn't hold the door. Yes, yes. Versus if in the moment you take you say something, then you won't you don't feel slighted, I suppose. Dalton, um, you typic you typically take care of stuff in the moment. Yeah, I'm a more evolved human than most, I guess. <laughs> it seems that way. How did you get to be that way? Mushrooms. <laughs> the one time. Wow. Uh, wow. I don't know. I, 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 being happy is more fun uh, and easier in life. So I always try to find that route. So I, like when people do something wrong, I, I don't know. I give people a clean slate a lot. If time has passed, I will approach it like, uh, like we are starting fresh or I'll... Uh, I don't even have any good examples of it. I know you gave me homework assignments to figure this out, but I did not have it. I should admit that right now. Are you going to hold a grudge against me? No. Okay. Um. Wait, can I just, I just want to clear my good name. I don't think of what I did was giving you a homework assignment. I thought of it more as like giving you a heads up so that you don't feel like a big topic is sprung on you. God. Please don't uh, don't ever <clears throat> let me rephrase. Sometimes it's a it big just, topic. <laughs> well, I'm exper- in in the uh <clears throat> late years of my podcast, I'm experimenting with whether it works better to just completely spring things on guests or whether it works better to give them a bit of a heads up. So sure. it's more of a heads up. It's not homework. Don't feel pressured, except sometimes it just mirror everyone and hey, go fuck yourself is a little bit of homework, but the other stuff is not. So don't feel bad. Um, wait, you have, how many siblings do you have? I have three. See, they I hold feel grudges. Like, oh, they do. Okay. Cause <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that I feel like when you have a lot of siblings, you kind of have to speak up in the moment. Are they, are you younger? Are you older? I'm the youngest of uh, four very loud children. See, you have to speak up in the moment, right? Yeah. Being the and youngest. I, I also think I had to, as survival, had to become very passive. And uh, mm. and in order to like get along when everyone's fighting, I had to be the one who like, ah, everything's all right. Isn't this neat? Isn't this yeah. funny how we're all so angry? <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have an aversion <clears throat> to being angry as a personality. What do you mean? Like I like, like I avoid it? Let me I, I said that in an inarticulate manner. Like say it <clears throat> like I'm dumb. You <laughs> no, I said it like I was dumb. Um, you have you have been around people who hold grudges and who are angry, and so you're like, I don't want to be that way. Yes, uh, I don't. It's this weird reflex I think I have when someone's acting one way, I go the opposite. Mm. As like uh, to to balance the room out, maybe. Got it. Um. Hence my close friendship with RJ <laughs> and why we work so well. <laughs> but I'm not hostile. 
You know, when I get when I have grudges or something. I, no, I'm, but you are. Everything is ruined. This is terrible. It's going to go terrible. Nothing's going to go right. Yeah, and I have to be on the other side, going. It's going to be fine. It's usually always okay. And when things have gone wrong, I've seen Dalton actively enjoy himself. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. I don't know why I'm laughing. I have no like <laughs> scenario in my head. I've just seen, well, I re- I've seen a multiple uh, matches you've been involved in mm. go go poorly, and then you just basically start laughing about it in the moment, which is so foreign to me. It's so impossible that I will do things that, in hindsight, I will go, that was very good, but in the moment, I hate. Ah, the complete opposite, yeah. Yeah, I can't enjoy myself. (laughs) What do you Hmm. think we have different chemically in our our bodies that make us act that way? Uh, Parents. (laughs) (laughs) As in mine believed in me and supported me? yeah. I think that would be correct. And yours gave you I cheese? No, no, mine did too. <laughs> they also carried, they did give me, first of all, let me say, they did legitimately give me a lot of cheese. <laughs> it's just a thing so maybe they we did. Don't, maybe we don't give him cheese then, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, did you want cheese, though? I wanted cheese, uh, but I was also given it, like, okay. without question. Yeah. Nobody said, do Wanted- you want this cheese? It was, have this cheese. <laughs> You know, right. I don't know a life without cheese. <laughs> yes. You wanted receive you wanted cheese and you received cheese. Yeah. And cheese was always around. It was in my and now, household. And now this is what you've become. Yeah. This is cheese is a lovely gift now that I'm thinking about it. I've been struggling finding a gift for some people, and I think I might go cheese. Do my cheese. people love cheese. It's a nice gift. Pepperidge Farm used to be a whole thing. Hell yeah. Not recently. I went to my cousin's house for brunch two weeks ago, and uh, she sent us home with a nice uh, goat cheese. Goat cheese and honey, I think the flavor was. It was delicious. Wow. Daniel, you... Well, (laughs) we're taking a quick detour to say, Daniel, you crapped all over my cheese game the other day, (laughs) and now we're talking so intensely about cheese. We went back to cheese. Yeah. Okay. So wait though, Dalton, you you guys were suggesting that the difference is parents. Dalton, you you had parents who believed in you? <laughs> Question mark. I did. And the youngest of four, I had very supportive parents. They were uh, um, um, they let us do or they believe anything I, I wanted to do. Like they would sign us up for and put us in and support me. Uh, but also, I was the youngest of four, so they kind of let me free a lot so they were kind of mm-hmm. over the the kid thing by the time i got old enough and like never really had a curfew and um i wasn't like a bad kid in the sense that like i had brothers ahead of me who got in trouble a lot in school and oh got in trouble for like smoking pot and drinking underage and and then i would see how their lives were miserable making all these mistakes is mistakes and it was easier for me to avoid them not that i didn't also do stupid stuff but i would all i would just pick my moments better mm-hmm. yeah right and then rj you're saying you had you did and didn't have, have feel supportive they were supportive 
in terms they were never like don't do this but they would also unload similarly the way they gave me so much cheese they would <laughs> unload you know their neuroses and fears and worries onto me you know so then i have them and and implicitly i assume that's just how you're supposed to function mm. you know i don't know any different my grandmother was the same way and i'm sure that's how my mother learned it yeah right I mean, my grandmother, I I once went to a wrestling show and she said, when you stand up to cheer, make sure you reach back for your jacket because someone will steal it. Why would you do that to a child? What is, and on on one hand, yes, you don't want people stealing your jacket. On the other hand, you know, I'm now afraid for a whole four hour show of this jacket burglar in the corner of the room going, oh, I have them all now. <laughs> it's not normal to do to someone. RJ, is this, is this the Italian? Are you, your family yes. is Italian? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, I would say, Dalton, you, uh, you don't seem to have a black cloud over your head. <laughs> um, okay. You know? <laughs> no, you, you see... You see they're, they're, you but have Daniel, a, you a, identify as someone who has a black cloud over your head, right? Oh, definitely. You have like a joyful persona, and it and like I watched a lot of wrestling when I was a kid, and then only recently I've started to watch a little more, and I find that like when I watch you wrestle, there's a joy in your in your performance that I've never quite seen that is quite enjoyable to watch. Oh, well, thanks, man, and that might be a result yeah. of that. My life is fantastic. I uh, yeah. I'm I'm kind of healthy. I have a fun job. I'm uh and I'm wickedly handsome. So like it all <laughs> kind of lines up. <laughs> but I've also seen you enjoy yourself like that in much worse circumstances. Yeah, I th- it might be a uh a, Wait, did you used to not be a survival? He was hideous before the accident. He what did you hideous. do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to be, a, I was a phantom. I used to live in an <laughs> opera house. <laughs> I don't know what changed. I think I've always been kind of happy. I don't know. I, uh, life's great, guys. Look around. <laughs> Have you ever seen the mountains? It's insane. <laughs> what a beautiful sentiment. Foreign to me, but beautiful. You guys, well, it's a little hard to appreciate the world when we're sitting here talking into uh, cameras and living on the computer. I mean, this part of life, this part sucks. I mean, <laughs> other than you like doing, communicating with friends, but you mean doing this show? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, agree. I agree. Honestly, this is the only downfall in my entire life <laughs> is having to do this kind of stuff. Oh, I know, but when it ends, then the you can remember how great life is. <laughs> Think of it that way. That's true. Oh, you mean the podcast? Ends? Yeah. Or life ends. Oh, my no, deathbed, I'm, I'm going to be like, oh, man, thank God I recorded all those MP3s. <laughs> no, I mean, when the podcast ends in just a couple of minutes, you know, then you'll just be like, oh, wow. You shutting down? Closing up shop? <laughs> no. <laughs> is the final episode? Oh, no. What I mean is, I, this joke is not worth it anymore. I no. just meant... <laughs> <laughs> I meant you meant Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That was the joke. <laughs> cool. You you watch. That's gonna light up the internet. <laughs> we have discussed cheese, poop, and drugs 
and this is still the worst podcast. <laughs> what can we, we do to turn it together. around? What can we do to turn it around? What else is on your list? Do you have another segment? Do you have any? Yeah, what else you got, honey? Or you what's can, on, yeah, what's you on can your tell list? us who you're holding a grudge against. <laughs> mm. Yeah, mm. grudges. We never finished that. I got to say, I enjoy a good grudge, but only if it's fun. I have a grudge that I hold on to from uh, the 7-Eleven down the street because I went in because I wanted to put coffee in a, a big gulp cup with full of ice, and the woman was not having it. <laughs> the woman who worked there, she was like, you can't do that. I'm going to have to charge you more. I'm Did like, any- what's the... D- Go yeah, on, I'm so, sorry. But, I, so I, I was got like, real excited. Yeah, so I was like... <laughs> Then I'm never coming back. And every time I pass it, I go, Haha, I've now you I'm teaching you a lesson, seven eleven. But then, stealing her cups and ice. Do you feel like your grudge system is not calibrated in the sense that there are also mm-hmm. people who have legitimately wronged you that you're like, nah, like it's not you know what I mean? There's people who have done worse than the seven eleven lady that you're much more tolerant of. There's only one instance where someone has I can think of has legitimately wronged me, like really wronged me, and I got I did get revenge on that person. But did you hold on to and have you let it go now? You I I got revenge. I'm done. You know what's funny? I held on to it for a long time. I got the opportunity to get payback and I still hold on to it. It's still fun (laughs) to have. I don't want to let go of it. That's a grudge. It's a shirt. Did you get her pregnant twice? <laughs> um the uh <laughs> the uh the grudge is like a it's like a shirt that you don't want to get rid of. Right. It's like an it's like a piece of clothing that you love wearing. And so hmm. See, exhausting. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it feels good. I, I well, don't find not if it it's causing negativity. Good. I'm not if it's if it's overly negative then don't hold on to it. But, but see, I'll tell you when when it feels kind of good is when you've lived negatively for so long that you're comfortable with it. So yeah. you're not familiar with what's what it's like to live without it. That's when it it does technically feel good. This is a good point. Yeah. Yeah, like what defines your life if you don't have a good grudge? Right. I'm not upset. You know, like, if I wasn't, a, if I had no grievances, yeah, I couldn't imagine it would be like the end of the Truman Show for me. Right, I'd just it's be like walking house, through this door, going, "What? What awaits me?" It's a house with no walls. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm quiet right now, but I'm sitting here thinking, "Am I a Dalton or am I an RJ?" This is a question every listener should do for themselves. I, think I notice their backgrounds. <clears throat> Their backgrounds are white. I and know. Black. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, it's so true. I think it's a spectrum, you know, and I think we're on either end. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I definitely identify with RJ in many, many ways. But I think deep down, like I'm definitely the moment, the times of, well, maybe this is just the case for everyone, but like the times of my life that I can be a Dalton. I'm definitely happier, but maybe that's like saying the times of my life I'm happy, I'm happier. You know, that's just mm-hmm. like teleo. Yeah, you know, but it's true for uh, everyone. Dalton, have you seen me genuinely happy? Yes, I have at at times, briefly <laughs> moments. <laughs> I mean, well, let me think of a specific time. <laughs> well, I can, I can think of I can think of one time. Ah, when- the most joy I've ever seen out of you is. We all right. 
we had just won the Family Feud episode. <laughs> we had just finished fi- filming Family Feud, and we go out to dinner, and uh, it was just you and I at the table left, and there's a whole bunch of food, and then you start eating all of it very fast, like uh, like the fat guy in the uh, Monty Python movie, <laughs> the Fat Prince. The you uh, really meaning of life. Then. Thank you. I wasn't happy at all. I had a lot going on at the time. Yes, the meaning of life, that one. Yeah. yeah. No, the happiest, I think, was when I when we both showed up at uh, David Arquette's house and he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and we just looked at each other. I came out of his guest house. You came out of a car and we just started laughing at each other. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> like, that was... What, is, what are we doing you know, here? What are we doing here? Yeah. What was, what, what was the what are we doing here about... Well, like, I what was so funny about go it? Ahead. Well, from my perspective, I was showing up at a man's house that I did not know nor have ever met to meet my friend who was staying there all week, who also didn't really know him that well yet. <laughs> and uh, the owner of the home wasn't there. It was just a very <laughs> bizarre scenario. I don't know why. And we were in the pool. We went yeah. to the pool. I came out of the guest house and he and we just looked at each other and we like pointed at each other as if to say, look at you and look at you. And then we started <laughs> laughing. And was that when you were doing Family Feud or was this a different time? No, that was um, years before that. When oh, I was okay. doing Family Feud, there's a clip on Dalton's vlog where he thanks me for, you know, including him in this experience. Oh, right. And I'm so distraught with trying to win fast money that I basically <laughs> blow David off, other Dalton off. It's just not in my head, right? I cannot appreciate this moment. <laughs> After you family, f- the whole time you want to <clears throat> practice, yeah, because David's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Can you appreciate this moment? <laughs> yes, this the moment. This just this one right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think I can sum up how I let go of grudges. Um, when people upset me, I think about how they're affecting my life. Oh, one of the easiest ways to let it go, and this is going to relate to space, is... Uh, <laughs> Bring it back. If I'm ever outside, like, walking, I can envision, like, the camera pulling back, or anytime you go up to, like, a, a tower and you look out and you see... Or in your air- airplane, when you're high up and you see how big the world is and how little and insignificant everything on the, the planet is and how far apart they are. We're just tiny little ants walking around. In no way do we really affect each other's lives unless we want to. So when someone's pissing you off, it's so easy to just kind of let it go and walk the other way because the only Thing keeping you connected to that person is that grudge. So if you let that go, then you're on your own. You're living your that own is life. So patently incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> that is so. That is so wrong. The whole reason that that even exists to me is because I'm the person perceiving it. If I'm not there to perceive it, it does not exist to me. I cannot get out of my own perception. Even you if I am in outer it. space. I created it. That's my. You could also kill it. He has a grudge against you now. Mm. But I can also. We're not a small part. We're the only part. It's only my. The whole world only exists in my mind, or else it doesn't exist to me. (laughs) Really, that's solipsism. It's what? 
<laughs> oh, solipsism! <laughs> Look it up. And how did he die? Is Solips still alive? <laughs> Look up solipsism, Tony. It's the belief that reality only exists through your uh, own person. Well, your it own certainly does for me. Well, yeah, but you can acknowledge that there's a reality outside of your own perception of it. But yes. I can also acknowledge that I'm the person perceiving that to me. I can't get outside my own head. It's not really possible. It's defined as the quality of being very self-centered or selfish. Yeah. No, that's not solipsism. Well, where where are you? Wh- uh, the Oxford Dictionary. It also, there's a, it also then has what? a second that says philosophy. Check the Webster. It says Check philosophy. Yeah, the philop- Philosophy. Would you guys let me finish? Uh, the, the view or theory that the self is all that can be known to exist. That's what I mean. There we go. That's it. And I also feel like the first one is somehow mitigated if you are aware of it. I feel like it's less damaging to the world around you. I wasn't, but I wasn't saying the first one. I was saying the a philosophical. Little bit. A little, a little no, bit. but I really wasn't, though. Trying to anyway, I wasn't trying to say that. I was surprised that that's what that that was one of the meanings. I was trying to say the philosophical one. Now, here's a first one, Daniel. Am I a Dalton or an RJ? You present as a Dalton, but you're an RJ. <laughs> yes, you're ashamed of being me. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, see, that's so interesting because I feel like it's the opposite. No. Yeah, really? Because well, you're presenting. Yeah. Well, you no, think I you're... feel like I present as an RJ, but inside I might be a Dalton. Look at your background. Well, if you, you feel you present. But that's ironic. Yeah. If you feel you present as an RJ, then you're presenting as an RJ and you also are an RJ. Which means you're just RJ, but I feel like. Wait, is that like is that like when people are like, no, pessimists are actually realists or whatever? No, I'm now I'm so confused. You, (laughs) you, uh, I just think you relate you relate more to RJ's way of thinking. Well, yeah, and uh, but I think you would like to be more like Dalton. I think we all would like to be more like Dalton. Yeah, I don't think anyone's voting for my team. (laughs) <laughs> but I will also say this. I do not think... No offense. When, the, the, the RJ that we've created here is not something that can just... You can't be born like that. <laughs> I have to be created. I was like, you know... And a pressure. Whittled down. Yeah. Yes. I think right. I was once a Dalton. Right. Right. Everyone's born a Dalton. Yes. And then yes. The world crushing down. Or you and live the world long enough creates to see yourself. An RJ. Yeah. Right. 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 When I say that I think that I'm actually a Dalton, maybe I'm actually thinking of like the true, you know, the inner, the child, my inner child. Because maybe all of our, maybe all of us, like you guys are saying, were Daltons at one point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that. Should uh, we start a cr- cult? I think we're yes. creating a Dalton, by the way. I think Owen is a, is a Dalton. Well, that's why we got to give him the cheese. Yeah. He's just happy and he's fully you know just like he just wants his cheese like, it's not flawless guys there are moments where it comes you all stop. crashing down you stop can't spin the place forever <laughs> okay what name name one flaw dalton 
Name one fault you have. Sometimes when it's cloudy, I get sad. (laughs) (laughs) Name one more. Sometimes I sit up at night and I wonder, do all my friends hate me? Oh, my God. He was really mean to a lady once when we had lunch. He was really, really mean. And I got frightened. I was so intimidated by him. I was like, it was like my dad got angry. What happened? Did that make him happy? (laughs) He was indignant. He was indignant to her. And I was terrified. What happened? What happened? Okay. So we went to lunch. We went to lunch. And I had ordered this wrap in these delicious fries they come with the sauce on it and then they uh must have not heard about the fry order so they gave us our sandwiches they took a long time to get then we sat and we ate we had the whole meal and then uh on our way out went to pay and then i was leaving and she was like oh you forgot these fries here are your fries and i go i, I didn't order those <laughs> and then she looked dumbfounded because she remembered me ordering those fries, which I did. I did order them, but I wanted them in a timely fashion and they didn't come. And it was just easier just to deny the fact that I ordered them instead of paying for them. So you lied. Okay. So I, no, you he know bullied what? her into believing an illusion. And he went, no, I didn't order those. And she went, oh, oh, okay. And then I was like, you know, my world was bent also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm certain I said I, did, I don't want those. Yeah. I don't think I created that. No, he said, I didn't order them. And she was like, oh, you know. And then he went whistling out. And he goes, I'm Dalton. <laughs> like that thing. Just snap back to this routine he does. Okay, so, so you're, you're a <laughs> what are you, sociopath. Idiot? I those. <laughs> yes. He's not joyous. He's just a sociopath, I think, yeah. is my larger point. <laughs> <laughs> I did throw them back in her face. They were hot grease all over them. She had burns. Wow. It was quite, yeah, yeah. You sure you're me, Dalton? <laughs> I don't think I am. I don't, and I certainly don't want to be anymore. That's chilling. <laughs> now I don't know what to believe. You guys, this couldn't have been more fun. I feel we have completely rescued this show that didn't need rescuing anyway. <laughs> At the end. I'm maybe, aware. Maybe what? just put out the end part. Cut the <laughs> Think so? Beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm aware, Tony, we didn't even delve into you. So we'll do that on a future episode. It's quite all right. Um, everyone, check out the Monday episode with Daniel and me. I cried in the first eight minutes, something I've never done on a show before. Uh, and um, the YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. Subscribe. Uh, and uh, follow me on social media, Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram and all of the other ones. And I already mentioned Patreon. Also, I'm on Cameo. And if you'd like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, make sure you're subscribed uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts and please leave a review, click five stars, et cetera. It really helps out the show. Um, Dalton, where might we find you? Please plug anything you would like to plug. I got a Twitch stream that I occasionally do. You might want to follow that, uh, The Dalton Castle, because I don't schedule it. So you're going to have to get the, the, the warnings. I got a website, theplanetpeacock.com. Uh, but if you order n- the week of Christmas, uh, I'll be out of town. So you're going to be waiting a while for those to ship out. 
And Ring of Honor just released uh, official Dalton Castle shirts uh, for the new era. So go go tell them that you uh, you you want shirts with my name on them. That's all. Just do that. Do that. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. And RJ, what about you? I'm wondering how many times I have to be on the show before you know my plugs. <laughs> and as the host, you would figure them out. That's what I would I like can, to know. Well, Go I ahead. usually let Let's the guests do got. them. I can do them. Okay. Please, every uh, Sunday at the crack of dawn, check out Hey EW. <laughs> uh, and then that is followed by uh, a live show on YouTube that RJ does called RJ Makes Coffee in His Underwear. There we go. Uh, YouTube.com slash slash r slash rj city yeah yeah i think so sure just google we'll just google it. rj city there you uh, go twitter.com well twitter.com slash rj city yeah. one because some guy has rj city and then also yes. instagram.com slash rj city and then also get his t-shirts at oh this changed this changed oh, here okay you can get the official hey ew shirt on shop and it's in the monthly bestseller list, despite me never actually being on TV, which is something I'm very proud of. <laughs> also, you're on Cameo. Yeah. And you're sure. both on Cameo. Yeah. I'm, I assume everyone. Daniel, Tony, you guys on Cameo too? Oh, sure. Okay. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to get me on Cameo. I'll say Merry Christmas to whoever, whoever you want. Whoever. But you got to wait a bit. If it's during Christmas, you got to wait a bit. No, I'll have my phone on me. Oh, I just okay. can't mail physical T-shirts. <laughs> um okay great and also when i mentioned youtube earlier i should have mentioned since uh, presumably people listening to this uh might be into wrestling that uh, i just had uh anthony bowens on the show and that video should be up by the time you hear this so youtube.com you slash allison rosen oh my god there was some scissoring the they my finger the my finger meat is chafed <laughs> um <laughs> on that note too real clear i meant to say it when anthony was on and while these guys are here i i AEW is going to be in LA in January. I think we got to figure out a way to get Allison at that show. Ooh. You want to be in a battle royal? <laughs> <laughs> you can just sure. buy You're a manager. ticket like a human being. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying somebody get her in. That'll I'm just always saying be convince free. her Haven't to I go. Have I enough for you people for free? <laughs> That's not what he was saying. He was trying to bend my arm on air to get me to commit to go to a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's What's at the it? Forum. It's nice and convenient. <laughs> oh, oh, downtown L.A. That's my favorite part of L.A. What's, what's the date? That's not downtown. That's not Look, downtown. just book a weekend down there. January 11th. I think I'm busy. Um, <laughs> no, I committed to January 11th. Isn't that the middle of the week? Yeah, yeah it's a live guys. TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, this wow. is good. I can't wow. wait to get an email from the AW media team about this one. You've handled it so well. Isn't that the middle of the week? Thanks a lot. Maybe you shouldn't do her podcast. You know, there's, we, there's other podcasts we, out there, RJ. Should we cut this part out? Will it be a problem? No, I want you to live with the consequences of it. <laughs> hey, I'll it's be good. Here. You're doing fine. I would just suggest, you know, the more podcasts you do over a number of years, you'd probably get better at them. <laughs> Daniel, what about you? Oh, uh, you could probably find me at various cheese shops around town. Um, you can uh, you can go find me at Daniel Quants at uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm still doing those, so why not? <laughs> Tony? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And Bizarre Albums every Tuesday. And uh, 
Christmas coming up, December 25th. Look out for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you guys so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Alice and Rosen show? 